0: have your Bibles, I'm going to invite you to go ahead and turn to the book of Galatians. Galatians, we are going to be hanging out here for the next couple of weeks, and I am super stoked to dive into this awesome, awesome book with you. And uh, I really, really enjoyed going through our last series through the book of Mark, talking about how Jesus flipped the idea of Messiahship upside down and really, uh, really just changed everything that he, that people thought the Messiah was going to do and he came down and and just really rocked and it was just really really awesome and I really enjoyed um sharing that with you sharing those moments of uh of God's word, and and as we dive into this series today, as we dive into this series over the next few weeks, I want to kind of give a disclaimer for uh, for those of you that are in this room that can that can hear my voice. I want to give you a disclaimer for what you're going to hear over the next few weeks. Um, for the believer in here that you say uh, you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you've you've accepted Him as your your Lord and Savior. You know Him as uh, as King. This morning, I want to encourage you these next few weeks we are talking about freedom and what God offers us through Christ and the freedom that he's offered us and and uh, and so for the believer I want you to be encouraged I want you to be challenged I want you to be I want you to dive in and see God's Word for what it is and how it applies to us and how it changes our lives and how it how it how it gives us freedom that this is not a book of rules but it's a book of love and how, how God, when he wrote that through men, he, he just poured his love out on us. And for, so that's for the believer, for the unbeliever in this place that you say, you don't know Jesus as your Lord and savior. I want, I want to encourage you about the freedom that, uh, that, that Jesus offers and that, that again, this is not a book of rules that you have to live by one of those things where you have to do these things in order to gain grace or faith or peace. No, no, no. This is, this is a book of freedom and a book of love that we get to do what we get to do through Jesus. So this morning I want to just kind of set the stage, set the tone of, uh, of the, uh, of the, the series and over where we're going through the next few weeks and we're going to kind of roll into this and just dive in to what Paul is saying. So when I was when I was growing up, I don't know about a lot of you. If you've gone to church here your whole life, some of you have. Some of you have went to other churches. But when I was growing up, I grew up in a very legalistic uh, a mindset with a very legalistic mindset, and that's what we're going to talk about this morning a lot. We're going to talk about legalism and freedom and the difference between the two and and what both of them mean. And and we would just we we would. We would throw legalism out all the time, just throw it out and say we've got, you know, it, it, you you've got to do this, you got to be obedient. And I would get to the point where I would say I was too obedient, and you say, "Well, Ryan, that's that's that's." Way over the top. No, no, no. I would have a mindset of that I had to be obedient for God to love me. I had to be obedient and I had to do these things for God to show me uh, his grace and his peace and his mercy. I had to I had to be and walk. I had to have my quiet time every day, or I had to pray, or I couldn't listen to secular music. And if I did, he was waiting with a lightning bolt ready to strike me down. If I was in my car, I would swerve, you know, that kind of thing. He was in my mind that God was just waiting on me to mess up. And so out of my obedience became legalism. And because I was doing these things, I was trying to add something to the to the love. I was trying to add something to grace and I had it all wrong. And this morning, I want us to understand that we've got to avoid legalism and what that is and we throw legalism out a lot because if we are obedient to the Lord if we're obedient to what God has said through the word a lot of people will go well that's you're just being legalistic no you're you're living in God's freedom but because of the overflow of what Jesus has done you want to do certain things and we're going to get to that throughout the next couple of weeks so but this morning I want to I want to I want you to write this down if you have your notes, all of you have a page in front of you, if you have your note sheet uh, in front of you, or if you have a notes, uh, a notes app open, I want you to write this really simple equation down, and we're going to kind of talk about it for a little bit. Um, I want you to write this down really simple. Grace plus something equals legalism. Grace plus something equals legalism. At the center, at the core of our faith, we have got to understand that one, that grace is 100% of God making peace with us through Christ and not the other way around. Let me say that one more time. When I was studying this, David Platt, this, this uh, former pastor, he's, he's a mission leader now. He's just He's doing big things for the king. He says this, At the core center of our faith, and this is something to write down to, this is one of those tweetable quotes that Ryan didn't say because I'm not smart enough to think of something so awesome. At the core center of our faith, we've got to understand that grace is 100% God making peace with us through Christ and not the other way around. Not the other way around. When I was when I was a kid, I've told you about this little old lady, Miss Mary, that sat in front of me in church, and she would be the one that all, would always hand me the the mints. You remember that? I don't know if you ever had that lady sit in front of you. It's it's the little old lady who has those the the peppermints, you know, the the red and white peppermints, and I love peppermints. But those things are annoying in church because people try to be really quiet with the peppermint. Have everybody anybody sat next to someone who's opened a peppermint, and it takes them like an hour to open the peppermint because they're trying not to be loud. But on the same token, they're actually being the loudest thing in the room because they're like, thanks. Miss Mary would hand it to me, and I'd be like. It ain't me. You know that person because they look around like, what is that? And they try to put it like under their leg. When everybody hears it. That was, that was me. Miss Mary would hand me a peppermint and I would do that. If you ever get a peppermint, here's the trick. Just bust the thing open. Wow. Eat it. And don't be one of those people that just chew it up right after like first bite. Any of y'all do that? Peppermint chews? Good. Two of you. Okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> that's all right. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just disgusting. So, but here's the deal. When I, I'm just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. So here's the deal. Miss Mary would sit in front of me, and she would always, remember, she would have her Bible open, and I've told you, we've talked about faith before, and uh, and she had her Bible open. One day, we were standing up singing a hymn right at the end of the service, and she had her Bible open, and she had already handed me the peppermints. So it was already, you know, I might have snagged one or two, but anyway, she had her Bible open, and I'll never forget in seeing this in her scripture, and I've said this before, I think, but I want to remind you of this simple this simple way to remember grace, and this was one of those things, write down right in your Bible, I have it in mind. it's one of those things, God's riches at Christ's expense grace God's riches at Christ's expense God's riches at Christ's expense and if you hear that phrase if you hear that 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 little uh an acronym acronym excuse me acronym you hear that you're going that has nothing to do with us nothing that we do fits in that god's riches at christ's expense it's everything about god and christ and that's what we need to understand that's what we're going to be talking about and we understand we sing the song amazing grace how sweet the sound and we say what's so amazing about this grace and i think for a lot of churches this teaching of grace sometimes can be very very destructive in a person's life and I say that because if we preach grace and we preach grace and we talk about grace, some people take that as a freedom of, or a hall pass to sin. And that's not what this grace is about. This is not freedom to sin. It's freedom to live. And it's not just because God has given us grace in Christ that we can do whatever we want as far as sin goes. And then we go, well, I'm forgiven God knew I was going to do it. I'm going to commit this sin and I'm forgiven. No, no, no. That's not what it is. And, and we're going to talk about what Paul says in Galatians chapter 1, 1 through 5. And he sets the tone. He sets the stage where we understand the balance of grace and faith. And as as we go, or work, excuse me, we see the the balance of grace and works as we go through the book of Galatians. And I'm really, really excited about that. I, I, I can't wait for you to see this book if you haven't studied it and if you have studied i can't wait till you see some things that even i'm just blown away by uh, by so galatians chapter one starting in verse one five verses very simple this is the introduction we could stop right at the very first word or the very first name paul we could understand that paul was a, a sinner who was lost and now was found he was killing and persecuting Christians, and now he's he he ends up writing two thirds of the New Testament. He was a pretty big deal. Paul was, and he says this next word: an apostle. He's he is a servant. He's he's a pastor. He's planting this. He has planted this small church in Galatia. This small church, and he's writing this letter to encourage them that as they are hearing these different people come in, these illegalistic-minded people called Judaizers come in, he's trying to encourage them not to be like them. And so he says these words, he says, Paul, an apostle, sent not from men nor by my man, but by Jesus Christ, the Godfather, who raised him from the dead, and all the brothers with me to the churches in Galatia, he says grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ who gave himself for our sins to rescue us from this present evil age according to the will of the Father, excuse me, and according to the will of our God and Father to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. So he sets this stage, he sets this tone that he needs he's trying to get this church to 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 right off the bat understand that that the the stuff that's coming at you and the words that are coming at you Galatia you, you need to be careful because a lot of that is a lot of that is works based you you got to do things it's is is they're trying to make it grace plus something to make everything or make freedom and that's not the case he's saying that, that this this grace plus something is wrong and you need to understand, out of the gate, he said, it's not me, it's by God. I come to you because of God. I come to you because of what Jesus has done in my life through grace. And we we too many times, if we're reading this in our quiet times or reading this in church, we skip through this simple introduction, but there's so much in here that I don't want you to miss. There's some... There's so much and something that we need to see and we need to, we need to grasp. And, and if you've been like me, if you've been in that moment of of we've got to do these things to gain Christ or we've got to do these things to gain love or acceptance or grace or mercy or anything, you fill in the blank and you th- the thought of favor, that we get favor from the stuff that we do, We need to understand three things, and I want you to write these things down. We need to understand, you need to understand that the gospel isn't from you, number one. The gospel isn't from you. We see this in Paul's voice that he says he's an apostle sent not from men nor by man, but Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. It's all about what God did through Jesus He says, Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins to rescue us from the present evil age. This gospel isn't from you, and Paul understood this. Listen, Paul didn't desire grace. Paul didn't wake up this one morning and say, I want the grace of God. I want, I want God to show me and reveal his grace to me. He didn't wake up one morning and just desire and have that burning passion. No, no, no. Jesus came down on his way as, as, as Paul was going on his way to Damascus to persecute Christians, God interrupted his plan, interrupted his plan with his grace You see, grace isn't from you. It's from God through Jesus. You didn't desire to have grace one day. You didn't just say in my own heart, and I wasn't laying in my bed when I was nine years old and just said, oh, I need this grace. No, the Holy Spirit has been, had been working through me at the time as he's worked through many of you and you, he's brought you to the point where you need a, a clarification of the gospel and that gospel has saved you and has changed you. Because that salvation is not anything from your own. It's all through God, through his son, Jesus. You understand that the gospel isn't from you. You didn't ask for it. Jesus gave it to you. And that's where, as Dr. Youssef would say, an amen goes here. But we don't do that in STS. We say a yeah goes here. So a yeah goes here. So here's the deal. The gospel isn't from you. But number two, it's not, it doesn't stop there. The gospel isn't from what you did. You didn't do anything to deserve the grace that God gave you. You didn't do anything to God didn't look down at you and say, Man, that dude is the man. I need to save him. Or he didn't stand, he's not standing in heaven and going, that girl, whoo, she's so pretty and she's so popular, I need her to be on my team and then I'm going to come down. That is not what God did. Read with me here in verse 4. Who gave himself for our sins to put us in bondage from the present evil age. Is that what it says? No, no, he says, he says, who gave himself for our sins to put us on an island so that we can figure everything out on our own. Is that what Paul says? No, 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 he says, who gave himself for our sins to rescue, to rescue us from the present evil age. He did that. He, he brings us his grace. He brings us his mercy. He brings us his love because he pulls us out. He calls us out. He rescues us from the dominion of darkness and brings us into his heavenly light. And again, that's where a yeah goes right here. Somebody say, yeah, because that's how good God is. And this morning, I don't want you to sit here and think that you did anything to attain this salvation on your own. It was all through God. And because of what he did, because of what he did, that the gospel isn't from you, and the gospel isn't from what you did, number three, the gospel isn't about what you do. The gospel isn't about what you do. You need to understand that this this good news isn't about what you do. And I can't tell you how many students come and talk to me and how many students come and say, I didn't have my quiet time this week, this downcast face. I haven't prayed as much as I need to. I just don't, I don't feel like my relationship with Jesus is where it needs to be, and it's all my fault. And I just, man, God doesn't love me. God can't love someone like me. I've screwed up too many times. I've looked at things I shouldn't look at. I've put drinks in my mouth that I shouldn't have ever put in my mouth. I've I've put things in my hands and held things that I never should have held. And he says these things, students say these things, God, just how could God love me? How could God love me? Because I've messed up so royally. And I want to just look them in the eye and I do. And I just say, man, it's not about what you've done. It's about what he did. We understand this or we think this, excuse me, we, we think that God has this, this relationship scale of the things that we do attain more love in his eyes because that's how it is on earth. If someone doesn't call you or someone doesn't text you, you 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 get mad at them. Or, or if, if you've texted someone and, and and you don't get a response or someone doesn't come to where you are or do things, we, we, get, we get mad. And that's not how God works. And so we've got to come out of our human mindset of how love is and the gospel is. And we need to understand that God's gospel is a faithful gospel. It's a freeing gospel. It's a true gospel. It's a love that we can never do anything to get. It's all through him and that grace that God's riches at Christ's expense is so huge that we need to live in that freedom. We need to live wrapped up in that freedom. Man, God's eyes are different than our eyes. And we need to understand that because of that freedom through grace, Again, I want to I reiterate this hard. That does not give us a license to sin. That does not give us the freedom to just go out and do whatever we want. Absolutely not. Through his grace of saving us, through him offering freedom in our lives, listen, we get to do what we get to do. Like, we get to serve him. We get to talk to him. Many times in worship, you'll hear the worship leader, let's praise the Lord because he's worthy. He 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 deserves it. We don't deserve praise. He deserves praise. It's nothing that we do. It's all that he's done. And we give him glory and honor and praise. And we do these things. We do these things because we get to do. It. It's a privilege to serve. And I... I I have the, the honor of doing this full-time. I have the blessing of doing this full-time. I have the, the, the honor of coming and talking and serving you guys and having lunch and hanging out and goofing off and all these things, going on trips. I have the honor of doing that, but I get to do that. And you say, well, Ryan, I'm not in church world. I don't, I'm not a youth pastor. I don't, I don't serve in that. But you get to serve your God to your friends that you see every day. You get to serve people at school. You get to serve your families. You say, it's tough. Yeah, it's really hard. But you do that because of what God has done in your life. Let Let me give a little visual, a little illustration this morning, if I may. This legalism is like water. And and water is 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 hydrating. We understand that. It's pure. It doesn't need anything. Although we we squirt things and like, and you change the color, and and uh, it gives us our electrolytes and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, water needs nothing added to it to make it what it does or what it you know healthy. It doesn't make it. We don't need anything added to it to make it hydrated or to make it more hydrating let me get my words right here's the deal god the gospel is the same it doesn't need anything else it doesn't need anything added to it it doesn't need anything added to it to make it pure It's not the stuff we do, it's not the stuff we say, it's all about God. But too many times we get to the point where we say, well, I'll do what I've got to do. And unfortunately, it's like dropping poison right in the water. And the moment that poison hits, that water, it contaminates the water the moment this this poison hits the water it contaminates the whole thing it doesn't just contaminate the top it contaminates the whole jar and that's what bringing things to god and doing things on our own ability and trying to attain grace does we don't need anything else the power of grace is perfect, and it may look, because we put that poison in and we say, look, I've got, it still looks right. It's still, look, I, I, I put my works and I put my things that I do, I pray, I have my quiet time. Look, God still loves me. Look, it's still the same. No, no, no. By taste, it's poisoned. That's the same way with our relationship with Christ. Because remember I said earlier that grace plus something equals legalism. That's the definition. Grace plus something equals legalism. Well, let me encourage you this morning that grace plus nothing equals freedom. Grace plus nothing equals freedom. It's all about Him. It's all about Him and what He's done. It's all about him and what he's doing in our lives. Does that give us the license to sin? No. Does that say that we don't serve because he's got it all figured out? No, no, no. Don't hear me. We're going to talk about that over the next few weeks. So come back. I want you to dive into the study in this series with us. But there's nothing you can do. There's nothing. He's already done it. He's already done it. So this morning as, as we leave this place and we go up to big church and we leave this church and we go to our homes and we leave our homes and go to our schools and leave our schools. For some of you, go to our jobs. Let's live in that freedom. that Christ has set us free. He's released the bondage from our wrists of sin and shame and doubt and given us freedom through him. And that's good news, man. And that's one of those moments, Seth, that a yeah goes right there. Yeah. Amen. Seth's got that manly voice. Almost. Will, can you give us a yeah? yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty close. Let's pray. God, I love you. I thank you for your word and how it comes alive to us. And I pray that this morning that these students understand that there is a balance of grace and works. And there's a balance of grace and the things that we do for the King, but it's not out of our own ability. It's not because we do what we do to attain any favor from the Lord. It's what we do because of God's grace that allows us to do what we do. And so, Father, I pray that this morning that you would, you would just wrap our friends in love and understanding this morning, Lord. I thank you for these students, Lord, as we go into church we hear what you have to say to us, God, speak to our hearts. Challenge us. We thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. And us in Jesus' name. Amen. I love you guys. Love you guys.